sure. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Nice Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Seitz. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partner, Jeremy Broen. Episode 299 at Dynasty Madman. <laughs> what do you mean, at Dynasty Madman is episode 299? That's <laughs> where you can find me in the uh, future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's, now. It, it's funny. Um, uh, um, I don't even think about it when I say it. I always say you can find me on Twitter, but it hasn't been called Twitter right for a couple months, even though we all still call it Twitter. Never stopped. Doesn't make any sense. Everyone calls it Twitter. It doesn't make sense to call it X. No one's saying it unless they joined last week. We've been on here for. <laughs> I checked. I had an, I've had an account on Twitter since 2011, and I've been doing Dynasty football since 2015 under the Dynasty Madman handle. Um, and you've been on there before 2011, so you've been on there for like, you know, forever, 15 I, years probably. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it first started, we it was one of those things because my brother's an actor, you know, so he had he wanted to get on an account. So my father and I looked into Twitter and yeah, we did it and we've been on it forever, but it, it it's so weird. I was just at uh TwitchCon in Las Vegas and, and awesome. it's the same thing. They were doing panels about social media platforms and everything. And even the panels called it Twitter. <laughs> and like nobody was calling it X. Dude, nobody changed <laughs> it. I mean, you can call it a rose by any other name. And it's still a rose. It's just <laughs> stupid. No one's going to call it something different at this point. There's no sense in, changing it change the logo change the owner changing the name too too much too far it was funny when it first started happening remember everybody was joining stuff like mastodon and and all these other accounts because we're like oh it's gonna go away but you know we're still here it's still here everybody's still here so that's awesome um you know what is really funny i i mentioned something to you right before we went on I started laughing about something and you were like, what? And I said, I'm going to hold it for a second and I'll tell you. So we, you know, we've been doing this show for six years almost or whatever it's been. And we always talk yep. about how late in the season you're, you're starting players that definitely weren't on your roster. Or maybe you never even heard of them. But this week I am starting tight end Tanner Hudson in six Piece leagues. <laughs> In six leagues, but but the great thing is, oh, by the way, we're recording tonight on Thursday night. Um, right now, in my home league where I'm battling for first place, I have one player, Tanner Hudson, and he has one player, Mark Andrews. And right now, yeah. I have 4.8, and he has 4.3. So that's why I was laughing. I was like... <laughs> At halftime, this this freaking scrub guy <laughs> out of nowhere is has more points than Mark Andrews. It's so awesome. <laughs> I guess I hate the Ravens, so I hope they all die when they're on the field. I'm kidding. Oh I hope God. they all break legs. They'll be back, you know, someday, but break legs. They're the worst team in football. Uh, I, they're I'll... just terrible. <laughs> Everything about them. It's and 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 it's probably it's not. It's even before the Harbaugh brother got there. And he's, he's as douchey as his other brother. Um, but like, seriously, it, it was before he got there. They've just always been, they've always been trash. The, the, you know, the rat birds is what they, is what they're called, but they're always competitive. They're always good. They always cheat. They always break legs. They always hurt people. They, I hate them. 
I, I mean, I wish them no good fortune. I try not to own them on my fantasy teams, and then they draft guys like J.K. Dobbins, you know, and I want to, I want some of that. They draft, you know, my favorite wide receiver in that class, you know, um, who's done nothing because he plays for the Ravens. But, like, they just continually draft players I like, which just pisses me off. I hate that team. I, I hope Lamar Jackson just, like, goes, like, just – like goes catatonic in a game and just like sits there on a bench and can't play. Um, like I hate that team. Um, but yeah, yeah. The fucking Ravens. I didn't think you were going to go off on them like that. I was just talking can't about the them. tight end thing, but worst that's hilarious. team in football, buddy. Worst team in football. Um, it's funny. Trash. My, my- my friend Dynasty Greg, he's a lifelong uh, Steelers fan, but he hates the Ravens. And and we've been playing nothing fan- to like. There's nothing to like. <laughs> we've been playing fantasy since the '90s, and literally, he will never have a Raven on his team, no matter what. He doesn't care. That's awesome. I mean, he's smart. Baltimore sucks. <laughs> Terrible city. The team's purple. Who f-ing wants to wear purple? Purple's the worst. Nobody wears purple. Why would you do that? Like everything about them is just trash. Oh my god! Like that they're is so just funny. horrible. Hate them. Like yeah, yeah. Good job, Greg. Never draft a Raven. I wish I could. <laughs> you know what is funny? I used to because because you know obviously I'm from here in South Florida. So whenever I would draft a Patriot or something, people are like, "How could you do that?" And I'm like, "Well, it's fantasy, you know, whatever." But um, you know what I love? They're good. They're well, good. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Oh my god! You know what I love? I don't know if you saw this, but um, my, uh, probably not. <laughs> what do you mean, probably not? Maybe you did. Um, you know? Do you remember? Well, obviously you remember. But when Tom Brady decided to leave the Patriots and he went over to the Bucks, everybody was like, "Ooh, was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? Was it Tom Brady or Bill Belichick?" You know. And now we're what three years out of it, and it's quite obvious that it was Tom Brady. But I saw this yesterday. I didn't know if you saw this. It said, the Patriots have lost half the amount of games that Brady lost over the course of 20 years, and it's only been two and a half seasons since he's left. But, I mean, it's kind of, um, I guess I want to say false analogy to say that it wasn't Belichick too, because that team's gone downhill. They don't have Rob Gronkowski. They don't have Brady. They don't have a lot of things that they used to have. They don't have a lot of the other subordinate coaches who suck, by the way, when they get away from Belichick, they suck. None of them, none of them has, none of them will probably ever do anything away from Bill Belichick. But when he's had things going for him on that team, he also had Brady and Gronk. So I, I think it was, um, and Brady was successful, I know, in Tampa Bay, like he knows enough. I think it was more that Tom Brady learned over all those years, um, you know, from being on that team and, you know, veteran guy, super savvy, super smart. I I definitely don't discount the Bill Belichick factor. Um, It's just that he has shitty players now. He doesn't have guys that make a difference. (laughs) He has just regular Joes. He doesn't have Tom Brady. He doesn't have Rob Gronkowski above average players at their positions. I mean, Rob Gronkowski would come in freaking ripped and wasted and sleep on the training table. They'd throw an IV in him, pump him up for a couple hours. He'd wake up and go practice. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's like not ordinary stuff either, but I don't love Bill Belichick. I don't. And I, I think he's a, a little bit of a cheater on top of it. I, I, I do believe that. 
I think coaches called him out for it, like Eric Mangini, who basically, because he called Bill Belichick out on cheating and, and exposed the NFL in such a negative light, he never got another freaking real job again. I mean, maybe one, and then it was done, and he disappeared. And it wasn't because he's a terrible coach, because it kind of is. But, like, it's because because there's a lot of terrible coaches in the NFL. It's because of him with the expose on the NFL and Bill Belichick that led to his demise. The The NFL doesn't like that. It's like the old boy network, good old boys, you know, the, the buddy system. Don't, don't mess with it. But seriously, I think it was a combination, like the perfect storm, Belichick plus Brady plus certain players. I mean, dude, at one point, who did they have at wide receiver? One of the best ever, Randy Moss, right? Gronkowski. I mean, it was a combination of factors. And then it started to die off. And I think Brady jumped, shifted, jumped ship at the right time where when he still had something to give when he was kind of at his prime as a mental quarterback, as a coach on the field. Um, he, he definitely didn't look like he did in his prime in new England, but it was good enough with that stacked Tampa Bay team. I mean, they basically let him coach it. Yeah. The coach was nobody. He just like, Hey Tom, what do you want to do? Let's do this. (laughs) This is what I want to do. I love it. I think it's funny. And obviously, you can't break down a 20-year career to just one or the other. But it, it is interesting to look at it. You know, the, the other thing that somebody posted, which I thought was funny, too, was for home games, it said Brady was 89 and 13. He only lost 13 games at Gillette Stadium. And Mac Jones is eight and thirteen. He's already lost yeah. thirteen games yeah. at home. So it, team, I just thought it was so funny. That team that we knew that team sucked though when Mac Jones became the quarterback in the draft and like there's just so much gone. But it is funny. It, it it'd be terrible to try to come in and try to fill Tom Brady's shoes. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I'm not a big fan of the guy. I think he's a total weirdo. Um, you know, great quarterback. Uh, he was not particularly good in college. He, he is the most average looking dude, body type, everything. And, and he actually looks younger now than he did when he came out of college. I know. Thinner, <laughs> fitter and younger looking like whatever he's doing. I don't know what was going wrong with him in college, but he was a total dork. <laughs> well, I remember seeing all those different pictures. Now, you know what's funny? Two weeks ago, we did a Patreon-only show, which if you join our Patreon, you can hear some of those Patreon-only shows. That's where we are when we're not here on iTunes is we Do were it. doing a Patreon-only. But two weeks ago, one of the big things we talked about was Josh Dobbs, and he had just been traded um, <laughs> over to the Vikings. And man, after two weeks... I don't know if you saw, I've seen like TikTok videos of people shaving their eyebrows in Minnesota that they're they're like yeah, all in yeah. on Josh Dobbs. We talked you know? about it. You asked like, hey, is he going to do as well there? And I said, it's possible he does better. But, you know, I don't know if I'd expect him to do. He did great in Arizona. But like everybody wants a piece of Josh Dobbs. He goes to this team and he's doing better than quarterbacks who have played on teams for years like he he doesn't even know the offense like what why isn't josh dobbs a permanent starter in the nfl it was crazy i love that that very first game he was only there for like three days or whatever and then that uh jaron hall goes down in the first quarter and he goes in doesn't even know i you know what's really funny i don't know if you saw it but they showed that following week when he showed up at the stadium he didn't know where the locker room was because he he hasn't been there long enough to know what's going on but yeah yeah, i think it's awesome what happened with that absolutely good player yeah 
It's it's one of those kind of fun things like with Brock Purdy last year where I I like bought into all that stuff cuz he was Mr. Irrelevant, he was playing good and I and I held on to him and stuff. It's worked out great. Brock Purdy, are there t-shirts out there? Are there t-shirts out there that say like I'm pretty good? Like <laughs> I mean as cheesy as that is, like why wouldn't that have come into play because if you have a last name Purdy, you know, it sounds like pretty. Oh like, my it God. sounds like, you know, if I you never live thought in of West that. Virginia, I'll tell you what, man, I play quarterback and I'm pretty good. Like, why Why didn't that become a thing? Like, T-shirts, stuff like that. I mean, you know, Brock Purdy, he's, that, that's just something. His mom should have started that. Like, they could have made a little money on some T-shirts, I think. <laughs> well, maybe if she's listening to this show, she'll make that shirt, you know. Uh, you know what is awesome? In HQ1, my two starting quarterbacks are Brock Purdy and Josh Dobbs. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Well, is he going to be your starter in San Francisco then? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I saw a really cool picture that said uh, in 2020, the Jaguars had the three greatest backup quarterbacks of all time. And their team, their team. I know where you're going. Yeah. It was Gardner Minshew, Josh Dobbs, and Nick Foles. Yes. Yes. Dude, Nick Foles was the beast. He still is, man. I think it's because he's got a really low center of gravity. Rumor has it. Like, he's got a very low center of gravity. Keeps him, like, right there. You know, have trouble knocking him down. He's like a tripod. He's just, like, very steady on his feet. Um, so that's what he's got going for him. I, you know, he always had a decent arm coming out of the wet, off the West Coast. He was kind of a, I don't know, a slacker, as it were, at quarterback. But, I mean, he ended up being pretty good for Philly. I don't understand how these guys can't take hold and, and keep a job as a, at least a backup, right? They're like free agents. Nobody even has them on the roster. Is that possible that any of those guys, I mean, seriously, Gardner Minshew doesn't warrant a clipboard holding job somewhere in the league just because of his moxie and ability to come off the bench. I mean, the dude has such try hard attitude, right? Like that guy's going to give you everything. He's not worth holding a clipboard and being the second guy up. If the starter gets, gets hurt, he's proven he can at least, you know, you know, not lose a game, maybe win some games. Like there's worse guys in the league. They're all over the place. Old guys. Like what the hell, man? Well, I think a lot of things, there are guys that have backup jobs that have never even thrown a and pass. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of these things. I think a lot of times it also has to do with, uh, I don't know if you want to say politics in the locker room or with coaches or whatever, but like, you know, oh, well, we're bringing in a new coach, a new offensive coordinator, this and that. He's not our guy. We want our guy in here. So we're going to let him go regardless, you know? And so yeah. a lot of times it just is bad timing. I mean, look, this Josh Dobbs thing, I saw, I think it was on ESPN I was watching. There was one guy on there that said that this trade could go down as the worst trade in NFL history. Um, you know, uh, and obviously it's only been two weeks and he's been playing really good, but it's true. It's just like some people just throw people away for no reason. You know, I don't know if you saw, but I saw him, Josh Dobbs, in an interview and he was saying that the coach in Arizona told him the night before, oh no, you're safe. We're not trading you. Uh, tomorrow's the trade deadline, but we're not trading you. And he said he woke up the next morning and his agent called him and said, uh, be prepared to be traded. And it's like, uh, <laughs> it, it's yeah. like he was told when he went home that night that he wasn't going to be. So I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background where you're right. Some of these guys deserve the chance, but they don't just, they just don't get the chance because of where they are or who's in the background or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. Keeping on quarterbacks, 
there's one guy that over the years on the show, I've always been not a big fan of because he kind of screwed my teams a lot of times when it happened, but you really can't fault him or I don't think fault is the wrong word, but I can't really hate him as much anymore. (laughs) Is that Taysom Hill, you know, he's technically not a quarterback, but I saw this yesterday and supposedly they've got his Jersey in the hall of fame or something that uh, he's the only player in the Super Bowl era to have 10 plus rushing touchdowns, 10 plus passing touchdowns and 10 plus receiving touchdowns. Really? That's what they That's said. That's pretty amazing. Man. <laughs> so remember, I used to always get mad because I liked Jameis, uh, Jameis Winston and my Alvin Kamara stuff. But it, it, you can't really hate on him when he's doing stuff. So I don't know if you have him. I don't. Do you have him in any leagues? Because the cool thing about in fantasy with him, I guess, is you could stick him in because he's technically a tight end. And then when he does all these other things, you get like massive points in the tight end position. Nah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, good for you, man. Uh, what you do you mean that? good for me? I'm talking about, you were just talking about quarterbacks. So I was just talking about these things that I saw that? in the news. I mean, I, I like players who just have a position. Like, hey, I'm a running back. Well, there you go. That's that's the answer. I'm asking your opinion. I, I was just looking at some interesting news stuff today, and I thought that was an interesting news thing. But... Nah. <laughs> Okay, then never mind. You know what position he doesn't play? Defense. Good. So he's not an IDP player that we can have. That's great. You know who is? Miles Garrett. You know what (laughs) pisses me off about Miles Garrett? He should have broken every record ever as far as sacks go. Yeah. The most in the shortest amount of time, the most per season. The dude is a beast. In the NFL, they have no self-respect. First of all, I'm pretty sure it's rigged in some wait, way, whoa, 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 wait, 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 too wait. many things that happen. It's rigged. No, what I'm saying is the NFL is rigged and Miles Garrett should have broken every fucking sack record of all time. And he's not even leading this season as the number one sack artist. He's broken some records and stuff. He is held every down that he plays football. He's held sometimes by two dudes. He still makes it, still makes all those sacks. They don't care that he's held every down. The NFL is like, you know what? We have this rule against holding. But you know what? If we don't let it slide most of the time, we will literally have the quarterback on his ass every down. It's come to that. It's like passive way of managing your shit. It's kind of like potential points in fantasy football. Ugh, God, ugh. We don't have a way to deal with this shit. And I, I don't I don't have the balls to deal with people who tank and I care so much about tanking. I'm not going to let a guy tank. It's the worst problem in the world. So how do we solve this? Potential points. Let's penalize the teams that could have won. You should have known that Puka Nakua was going to go off in week three. Are you stupid? You should have known that. If you had him on your roster, should have played him because you're penalized now. You might be one of the worst teams, but you should have started him over Keenan Allen. Dumbass. (laughs) Like, seriously, that's what we're in. The NFL is like, we don't care. We don't care. That Miles Garrett is held every down. We're not going to let him get a sack every two f-ing snaps because he would. Well, I, first he of all, broken every record, and right now he's not even the leader this season. The dude is, if you watch him, he is the single best guy 
in the league. The single best, the foremost sack artist. It's stupid that they do that to him, that they hold him back. What if he played for, is there an America's team anymore? If he played for a team other than the shitty Cleveland Browns, would they let him win the sack title? Would they do that? The NFL's a joke. They cheat. It's rigged. I almost want to quit fantasy football. Should we leave this in the show? I don't know. Listen, I, I was just making some comments about Taysom Hill. I didn't know it would all go down this path. Got me started, but man. You, know, you, you got know. me started. I love IDP. I don't get it. It's so frustrating. It's hard. I don't know how you pick the guys in college and do Debbie. I can kick ass in Debbie offensive players. Do really well, above average. I can do really well, you know, understanding why a player translates to the NFL on the offensive side of the ball and why maybe they won't measurables um you know metrics statistics different things like you know size the height of guys the size of guys there are guys that are great in college on defense and they'll never freaking make a dent as an idp player that you want in scoring fantasy fantasy points in the league i don't know how to figure that out it's hard it's well it's funny i mean look uh, over the years we don't we never really talked too much IDP on the show and I would love to like dedicate a show just to IDP. You know, we, we have a lot of, we have a lot of friends out in the community that play IDP, you know, and maybe down the road we'll do an IDP show or, uh, um, but look, I always thought when I first started dynasty, cause I had played forever, but when I learned about dynasty, I had learned about dynasty and IDP Uh, in that same day, like I was on a flight to California and I was reading about it. So I equated IDP with dynasty. I thought all dynasty was IDP based on the article I I read at the time. And then starting working with you guys and everything, I found out that, oh, I was completely wrong because our dynasty league was not only IDP, but it was contracts and salary caps. And that turned out to not be the majority of uh, dynasty leagues. But I always thought to me, it was so much more fun to do IDP because, you know, everybody that's watching football, you know, the majority of people that play uh, fantasy football obviously are in offensive only leagues. But well, it makes sense too. like, do you really want to put a team defense in all the time? Oh, I hate it. I always, hate, I, always I mean, hate they always get points, right? Generally, they get points. We've seen some like weird scores, but you know it but there's no nuance to it like you you don't want to just start a team at any position so why defense it i i never liked that and and it's funny too because like i was about to say i was always saying like when you're watching football and you're doing offensive only you're only watching like the left side of the screen say and yeah, and then yeah. when you when you add idp you open up that whole other half of the screen that you're watching. Dude, my favorite part to watch is the defense. In college football, I love watching the defense. I mean, you know, you get some amazing plays. You know, my alma mater, Ohio State, sure, watching the offense, it's fun. It's amazing. Any Anything, you know, the offense is always exciting. But I'm I'm focused on the defense. I love the big plays on defense. I love the guys who make um, critical plays. The defensive backs that play, great they stand out right like a lot of guys can run fast a lot of guys can commit penalties and do stupid stuff and it happens a lot more nowadays because it seems like there's more on the line per play these guys make stupid decisions they're always committing penalties and given you know uh pass interference first downs and stuff but when you have when you watch a great defensive player to me that's what football is about the tackles the hits the stops 
that's my favorite part of watching it. But it doesn't translate to fantasy football and like points like other positions. Like for me, it's easy to draft wide receivers. I'm pretty good at that. Like it's easy to like do a startup draft. I, I feel like I have a method, you know, not farting around for Scott Fishbowl, but in, in real startup leagues, you know, I have a method that I'm comfortable with and I usually have a competitive team, like a playoff kind of team, like a team that, you know, but with, when you start adding the defense, it, that as soon as you have individual defensive players, there's such a different nuance to it. It becomes, it becomes tough to manage your roster. Um, cornerbacks don't matter. Generally, I don't even keep them. <laughs> I just continue. I'll have one guy and a couple guys on taxi, maybe two guys, a couple guys on taxi have to start two in most, most leagues. I'm literally floating guys off waivers. Like so many people do. And just like, yeah, I think this guy will do good this week. Yeah. I think this guy, it's like the position doesn't even matter. That's weird to me like that. There's gotta be a way to fix that in scoring because it seems like a flaw, like a hole in the whole matrix. Like why do cornerbacks not matter? These guys are badasses. They make a difference in how the game goes and who wins and who loses. They should matter as much as who I'm starting at linebacker, defensive tackle. One guy, and he's scoring like a million gajillion points, and it's one defensive tackle. And I only need one. I have two, and I'm a, my team's a star, dude. Like I'm, I'm like shining bright. I have two. I only need to start one. It's just weird. There's some weird nuances that I'm that kind of irritate me. Yeah, I, I, I've been doing it now for I guess this is 12 years, and I have noticed. I'm in a couple different types of IDP leagues and in all, I guess I'm in three different ones. All three of them have different scoring. And I think ultimately that's one of the big drawbacks for IDP for the mass audience of people that want to play fantasy is that there isn't a, a like chiseled in stone or whatever the rules for IDP. Like there's so many different ways to score IDP. So I think that kind of confuses people and then they don't want to do it because I mean, I guess it depends on who the commissioner is and, and who's setting up the scoring. And I'm yeah, I mean, sure the thing. But- scoring differs, you know, you can have different ways I've played in leagues where there are, there are better or worse or right. just different scoring methods that that makes certain positions more important, sacks more important than tackles, tackles more important than sacks. There's ways to like do, you know, to, to mix it up. I, and I don't know what the best way is. I just, there were some things that bugged me about it. Like you defensive tackles should, should matter like sacks. I don't, I don't know. Should they be more important than tackles? Like how do you balance it out? And shouldn't I need cornerbacks? I mean, I have safeties. They're always a little bit more important when you have defensive backs separated into cornerback and safety. Safeties seem to be, you know, a hotter commodity, like you want to keep them and you want to, you don't rotate it. Like what I was saying we do with cornerbacks most of the time, I don't do that with safeties the same way. So what, what's going on? Like how, how do we fix it? And, or do we even need to, is it perfect the way it is? I need to hear from somebody who knows, you know, more about it than I do. Cause I, I do like it. I just haven't been as successful at it as I would expect to be. 
Well, I think maybe, like you said, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll finally have an IDP showcase show sure, type of I thing agree, and yeah. get some guys in here. Uh, my opinion on it is that I think that's one of the drawbacks of why some people are afraid to do it. Because I always think it's funny when somebody goes, oh, I already have to learn every wide receiver in the league. I don't want to have to learn every linebacker. And then I'm always like, well, what's the difference? What, why, why, do you, why do you not want to learn all that? I already you, know all the wide receivers. Learning the, the, all the linebackers is... No. Well, I, of course, I agree with you. It's not it's not a big deal. I will say this, though, about the Devi question you asked. Uh, <clears throat> you know, for me, I've never been a fan of Devi anyways, because I'd rather have a player that's playing now than somebody that might play two years from now or whatever. But one of the things I've noticed, um, and we've talked about it on this show, about how uh, people more and more every week, every year now expect their rookie wide receiver and their rookie running back and their rookie quarterback to do something in that first year. And yep. over the years, it wasn't always that way. With IDP players, though, there are some positions, kind of like the cornerback position and the safety position, where those rookies get thrown in when they're a rookie. And when you're playing IDP, those are the guys that you want to put in your lineup because opposite them is some veteran that's really good. So the quarterback is going to throw the ball towards the rookie instead of towards the veteran. And a lot of times you end up getting more points out of those rookie safeties and cornerbacks than you would um, maybe than you would get out of a rookie wide receiver or rookie running back. Again, that's just my opinion based on what me playing it, not being an IDP expert person. But if we had somebody in here, then that would be kind of cool to talk about it. And and I think it's one thing we just never, over the years, never really did want to talk about. But I, I think it would be cool. It's funny. It's funny. Well, if this was like a radio show, we'd go to commercial. We could go to commercial. <laughs> Listen, everybody, I need you to do me a favor. Check out Dynasty Nerds. Dynasty Nerds, one of the best podcasts out there as well, um, almost as good as ours. Um, they have a, an, an incredible website, all kinds of tools available to you, management tools for your leagues, uh, roster tools. Uh, listen, they study rookies. Um, some of their guys are really good at Devi. Um, they've, they've got tape for you to, that they analyze that they can tell you about players leading up to the NFL draft. I mean, you name it, they've got it. Friends of ours over there at dynasty nerds, you get 15% off any membership over there. Look into them, check out at DynastyNerds.com. check out anything, any membership you look at 15% off use trades HQ trades hq and get that 15 percent off and and check them out really a lot of a lot of good stuff there all good guys friends of ours we'll have some of them on the show coming up um actually they're they're on call too bad we can't talk to them about idp i'd get them on the horn now but check them out dynasty nerds well let me ask you this i saw in our group me chat I mm -hmm. went in there today and I saw there was like, every time I go in, there's like so many messages and I try to catch up with everything. But I saw there was a discussion that of a trade. I mean, and this goes along with what we discussed at the beginning of the show where we talked quarterbacks. There was a discussion about a trade that was made that involved Sean Watson. And I saw that you weighed in and you were discussing it. What, what exactly was that situation that people were talking about? Do you know? Yeah, so it's um, Bryce Young and Cooper Cup, 
right, for Deshaun Watson. And so you think about that, and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm getting a rookie quarterback. And and everybody that weighed in about taking the Bryce Young side, they're right. It's too early to count him out. He hasn't had a great season, but he's a rookie. He was drafted, you know, so highly first overall. He was drafted, you know, there. We've got to give him the, the benefit of the doubt. And uh, Cooper Cup, you know, best fantasy point scorer. But I just don't – for Deshaun Watson. So Deshaun Watson's got this injury probably going to – come back from it's his throwing shoulder it's significant i mean he basically broke what keeps your shoulder blade i mean what keeps your shoulder in place uh on the outside edge like it displaced like the chunk of bone that holds your shoulder in like came off he, he wanted to play couldn't play it's significant everybody's like oh you know don't know dude's coming back 230 million guy dollar guy is coming back point is bryce young might never have a season like Deshaun Watson's had already. Do do we think he's capable? He's a little dude, right? I mean, we're talking Kyler Murray size. He's a he's a little guy. That was our beef the whole time. Um, in rookie drafts, we talked about this at length. Like he's the knock on him is his size. It's just that that's the only thing that concerns me. At any rate, my. My take was that, listen, Cooper Cup is 953 years old, right? <laughs> he was born June 15th, 1993. Okay? So he's 30 years old. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. So right now, he's 30. Next season, he's going to be 31. He's had these incredible seasons. How long do you think he's going to be the top receiver in the league, a la Adam Thielen, all these guys, once they get to the age cliff? Another year, like you can't hang on to him, assuming that he's just going to keep recreating the seasons of the past. At some point, the season he already had is going to be his best season. And by the way, that was last season. He's never going to have a season like last season. I think he's done after this season. He's he he's had some injuries. He's got some problems, some health problems. Um, I don't know about you, Mike. I don't know if you agree, but I'm pretty sure. Like this is the last year you're going to be like, I want Cooper Cup on my roster. I, listen, I, it's quite possible. I, I agree with you. I mean, I just pulled him up because I, I don't have him on any of my teams, so I don't really know. But I just looked. Yeah, I traded him away. And, you know, in the last three weeks or four weeks, I guess, week seven, week eight, week nine, he scored big weeks. He scored 6.9, 6.1, and 7.8. I mean, that's not some kind of groundbreaking must after, start. Yeah, after injury. Well, but but he had an, a 19 and a 27 in week five and six. But then three weeks in a row, he had he caught two catches, two catches, two catches, four catches. So I'm just saying, I think the reason I brought it up and wanted you to discuss the trade is because, I mean, there's a lot of people that look at this and they say right away, they're like, oh, Bryce Young and, and Cooper Cup, give me that side, just because of the names, Young and then a name. And I, and I wanted you to discuss it because you're, you know, the voice well, of reason saying, look at here's Watson. This, this doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, Watson's hurt. So right now it looks like, hey, I'm going to get this rookie quarterback that was drafted first overall, and he's probably pretty good. And I'm getting Cooper Cup, so I'm hedging my bets. I'm, Watson, he's not playing the rest of this year, so why not? Like, there's a lot of things going on. I, I guess it depends on your situation. But listen, on top of everything else, Cooper Cup hasn't had Matthew Stafford throwing him the football, right? He was hurt. Um, affected some stuff. 
few weeks, like the, you know, the, the Rams were definitely out of sorts. I don't care. The dude's old. He's, he's, he's kind of a system guy. And if he has the health problems that I think we understand that he has, he's going to hang up his cleats after the season. So yeah. I'm not trading for him unless you're trying to win this year. And you think he's going to have some big weeks when Stafford comes back. Why would you ever want to get Cooper cup? Bryce young though. I'm not sure he's ever going to be anything. I don't know. So just completely crossing off the Cooper cup part. You're, you're dealing with this trade in terms of Deshaun Watson or Bryce young. And it's unequivocally Deshaun Watson. Hmm. He was actually a top six quarterback. There's no reason to think he can't do it. He's not old. Um, let's assu- we're assuming he gets over this injury and yada, yada. He's been hurt. It's the same thing. He had the shoulder. It got hurt again. It's the same thing. It's his throwing shoulder. It's not anything new. You know, it, it's, it, it's been lingering and then it got hurt again, I guess. Um, he's going to heal up, have surgery and he'll be back. I'm taking Deshaun Watson in that trade. I don't know if you agree. I don't like Bryce Young anyway, so I'm biased. Cooper Cup, I'm thinking, is done. So for me, it seems people are like, oh, my God, I'd accept that trade. Just Bryce Young straight up. Adding Cooper Cup, done. But I think it requires a little bit of thinking. And that's why I wanted you to bring it up. And that's why it's something that's worthy of discussion on a podcast as opposed to just uh, – a black and white, easy this or that, you know, because yeah. What, what do you agree? What What would you do? I mean, we've we, you and I have talked because um, we were in position. You were in position to take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and I know you made your own choice. But my seriously unambiguous advice to you was that no matter what, you have to take C.J. Stroud because he's the best quarterback in the class. I don't care if somebody takes Anthony Richardson or not. Whoever's available, maybe. Maybe they want Richardson when you're on clock, take Stroud after that. But my thing was that you take Stroud as soon as you can take Stroud. You did that in the one league where we talked about this. I ended up with Bryce Young because I needed a quarterback, and I was hoping for the best. I am super freaking disappointed that I got Bryce Young and Jackson Smith and Najigba because if I had gotten Stroud and Najigba, I would be like, or Stroud and anybody at that point that was still available, I would be ecstatic. How many? How um, many shares? I'm did, bummed out. If that was the only, is that the only place you got Bryce Young? I mean, I would assume it is place. based on you said the, the on what you said. The only place so I got why don't Bryce you try Young. to I Stroud and a few others? Yeah. Why yeah. don't you try to move him? Maybe you can pull um, off something. Yeah, maybe you can pull off something like you're talking about right now. You know, because that that seems to be a situation you could go into whatever league that is. Um, was that HQ3? I think maybe it was. I think um, it was HQ3. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can maybe pull off some kind of deal with somebody and move him for something, especially since you didn't want him anyways. <laughs> Did you just burp? <laughs> I did not burp. Did you hear a burp? That wasn't me. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it might have been me. <laughs> um, but look, we have some other trades here, and we also are now going down a rabbit hole talking about HQ3, HQ6. So why don't we move all that to the Patreon show? I think it's pretty interesting. We, you know, we 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 kind of went off on a tangent on IDP, and now it got me really pumped to want to do an IDP thing. So we'll do that. Oh, we're doing it. Let's yeah. do an IDP show. I'm excited now. Let's yeah, do it. I think it'll be fun. And, and for right now, let's wrap this up. Let's move over to the Patreon show. We'll do a couple of these other trades and then man 
it, I can't believe it. We're already at like holiday season. Next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, then we roll into the whole Christmas time and New Year's. And so it's going to be a bumpy ride over the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, But somewhere in there, we're going to be sticking in our 300th episode. And that's going to be awesome. So it's going to yeah, be- Yeah, a couple weeks. I'm excited. We're going to have a great time, buddy. Yeah. And so we're going to have holiday time and 300 episode time and just so much stuff. So listen, I'm very thankful since next week is thanksgiving i'm thankful to be here with you and doing all this stuff and having a good time hey (laughs) you turkey (laughs) i love it (laughs) i just thought it was a good time to say that so hey it's good man that's a great message I, i i totally agree with you i appreciate you saying that that uh, you speak for both of us when you say that, you turkey. Uh, and thanks for listening. Go check us out on all our social media platforms at Dynasty Trades HQ, uh, Twitter, and uh, and join our Patreon. And we're going to go do a Patreon yeah. show right now. So Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> I couldn't...